So happy to have you with me this week for another conversation on Happified with my guest, Jack Perez. If you are a woman reaching midlife, that second chapter, the second act, perimenopause and life beyond, whatever you want to call it, Jack has boatloads of inspiration and um, insight, wisdom about what can be in store for you. She created a platform for women to come together to share their wisdom and create community called Cool Life. We will talk about that and what women have to look forward to. Sneak peek, half of her audience is under 45. So rather than thinking that life stops after the 40s, I really see some inspiration and the younger generations are looking forward to what we get to keep creating for ourselves. Thanks for being with us today. So happy to have you on the show. Hope you will leave a comment, like, or subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing here and be sure to share it with friends. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious. I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me today for another show. I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest. We were connected through Podapalooza, the fast and furious matchup for speakers and podcast hosts. And I'm so excited to finally get to introduce you to Jack. Jacqueline Perez launched her online platform, Cool Life, three years ago to normalize aging for women through meaningful, curated content and women-driven brands. She launched the original build business with a partner who then unfortunately was diagnosed and was quickly lost to colon cancer. So with the best laid plans and all the biggest intentions, life tends to serve up curveballs and Jack didn't let that derail her through her vast experience in business and launching other projects and programs. She initially was the sole content creator and producer. Now she has expanded and features 40 women-driven bands, brands on her site, 54 cool life industry thought leaders, and a really extraordinary community. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Jack and talk a little bit about her inspiration and how she's brought this all together, but really her passion for bringing this spark, this empowerment to women 50 and beyond to really make the most of this chapter when a lot of other people might think that, you know, we're ready to slow down and relax a little bit. So Jack, thank you for joining me. 
Oh, Susie, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. So with all of your different experience and what you'd created in the world, what was your spark to take on a project of this scale? Or did you even conceive that it could have this kind of scale when you and your friend launched this project together? That, Susie, I mean, you, you actually nailed it when you, with the latter half of that question, which is, <laughs> did you even know what you were getting yourself into? And the answer is 100% I did not know what I was getting myself into, <laughs> right? I mean, um, I the, the, the spark and the idea came, like so many, so many sparks and ideas, they came from personal frustration and a personal situation where I was hit with the transition that every other human on the planet goes through, if you're lucky enough, to be alive long enough, every other human on the planet goes through this transition called menopause. Now, you would think, given the sheer number of individuals that need to go through this transition, that there would be a ton of information out there, that we would be well healed medically from, in the medical profession about what our options were and what we would look out for and what the symptoms are. I'm here to tell you that a few years ago when I went through it, there was none of that. I mean, very little of that. And I was hit with every, it seemed like you name a symptom and it felt like I had it. The weight gain, the, I had vertigo, I had brain fog. I couldn't regulate my emotions. For the first time in my life, I would wake up anxious. I didn't know what anxiety was before then. The problem is that a lot of those symptoms can really make it difficult for you to rise above to find a solution because some of those symptoms really cause problems in your ability to help yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I went out looking for information. I couldn't find any, and I was beside myself. And I, and I thought, okay, I'm 52 or 53, however old I was. I plan on being here for a really long time. Am I going to be like this for the rest of it? Cause this is not okay. And I felt really compelled to go fix it. And then I realized, okay, listen, I'm fixing this for myself because I can't live like this. And then it hit me, honestly, it hit me that there are so many transitions that we go through in this stage of life, in this sort of latter half, second act, midlife and beyond, however you want to, however you want to label it. We have so many transitions. It's a very tumultuous time of life for many of us, right? We go through the biological, physiological changes, but we also go through family structure changes. Mm -hmm. If you had kids, they're, they're you know, either teens and you insane or leaving the house. If your parents are still alive, you might be dealing with elder care and a lot of those issues. There are so many things that happen. And I felt like there was no real place to get good, solid, expert information that was empowering and kind and not just about working to to pretend that we're not aging not you know not just about coloring our hair or cosmetic procedures not that I'm against any of that because I'm not I mean there's no way my hair is this real this real color clearly right I I participate ladies I totally participate but I didn't want that to be my only information. I, I wanted choices and I wanted um, to not feel alone. I wanted to be able to share my experience and have others share theirs 
so that I could learn from them and know that what I'm feeling and what I'm going through is normal. And that's really the crux. I want to normalize aging because we all refuse to talk about it. And we all pretend it's not happening. But when you really push someone, you really push someone, they're going to tell you, yes, I want to age because the alternative, I mean, yeah, the only way to stay young, there's only one way to stay young and that sucks. You don't want to do it. So did I answer your question? Kind of, kind of making a long story long there. I apologize for that, <laughs> but yeah. No, I agree completely. And I love that you saw this lack, this shortfall and decided that instead of only finding these answers and, you know, perhaps for yourself and your circle of friends, decided that it was time to solve this vacuum of having Frank talk about what we're all going to experience. Like you said, the alternative is not what we're hoping for. Frankly, we might imagine that we want to stay young forever, but that's really not a viable option. Um, not the one that we're going to choose. And I know I've talked with friends as they've gone through this change and now I'm going through this change. I'm 45. And so, hello. <laughs> and you know what? it's so fascinating to see how culture has changed because at a point you know women used to just become invisible you know there was the young and vital image of the woman and that was you know kind of held in high regard and then as women grow older great for advice but not really regarded or you know not given the recognition and the respect that they deserve for the wisdom that we have to offer not only for each other for younger women growing into you know just seeing what's possible right when you're in your 20s you can't imagine what the world has in store for you you think you know it all we thought we had it all in hand in our 20s and then life taught us we didn't really know all that much but now in this chapter we can bring all that wisdom together and really start to create some really powerful and magical things. So I love that you took that opportunity. And for people who haven't found you yet, I know they're going to be excited to check out everything that's available on your website, but give us an idea and maybe why you felt it was important to have the shop and feature these brands and bring these thought leaders together to amplify the voice that you were sharing. Well, Susie, I mean, to your point, what you were just talking about that for for as long, you know, for, for, for as long as whatever, especially in Western culture, I mean, there are cultures that do revere wisdom and age, but we live in a culture that is very youth centric, right? And I, so to your point, the reason I brought women-driven brands into the fold is because, two, two reasons. The first reason is because I believe there is a huge chasm between mini skirts and depends. And I wanna see myself represented in media. I, I shop at Anthropology. I don't, it's, it's, a, it's a clothing store. It's a pretty well-known clothing store. But I never have seen anyone who looks like me in any of their marketing materials. Why? You know, I mean, I, I wear their clothes. And honestly, people my age can afford those clothes way more than 20-somethings, right? At 20-something, I couldn't afford a $300 dress, you know? I wasn't going to spend $300 on a dress when I was 20. I had to put gas in my car and feed myself lunch while I was hustling to go to college or, you know, my first job. So, so one of the reasons is that, that I think 
I believe it is time for brands to, to be aware, more aware, that the people with the money, the people with the money are women who are Gen X generation and baby boomers. And they also make 90%, 85% of the purchasing decisions in every household. So stop ignoring us because we're not invisible. And we're going to start, and we have started. We started to talk with our pocketbooks, which is really important because then people listen. So that's, that's sort of the first reason, right? Because I want to change the way the media represents women after, you know, after the biological imperative goes away, right? Once we're not like, once we're not of, of baby bearing age, it's like we're useless. And then the second thing is, as I went to research women and look for thought leaders, because I have, as you mentioned, I think it's like 54 thought leaders from around the globe that are sharing their expertise in these topics and areas that are very important to us at this stage. And every time, you know, not every time, but oftentimes when I would come and find these women, I also found that so many women after 45 or 40 or 50 are starting their own businesses. And I wanted to create a place where we could support those women-owned businesses, women-driven businesses. It made sense to me to combine the thought you know, the, the information on all the topics with the ability to purchase with a purpose. So whether it's a service or it's a piece of jewelry or um, a piece of art, you know, if you shop at, the, at Cool Life, if you buy from that experience, that curated experience, you're literally putting money directly into the pocketbook of that person. And I thought that was really important because I thought that was a really important addition to, to, you know, the whole concept is to share, learn, play, and shop with our second act sisters, because there's a lot of power in that. There's, we, collectively, we are very powerful. And that's, that's why I, that's, that's actually the two reasons I did that, created that experience, the shopping experience. Mm, I really love that. And I think those four words, share, learn, play, and shop, first of all, I mean, frankly, retail therapy is deep. <laughs> the thrill of finding something precious. And just a quick scan in what you have available. I saw travel experiences with a group of women. You know, community is so important. And as you said, too, to go back to the way that we can shape with our way, the way that we use our dollars, you know, where we shop and how we shop and our choices really do have an impact. It's easier when there's one place we can go and choose who we're supporting and really feel a connection with the creator. But in my experience, I mean, in my passion with environmental toxins and their impact and stress and health, you know, change only happens when we start paying attention to how we shop. And, you know, it takes a little bit of education. So when we can find a place like this where it's easier to get connected with the creator and get a little bit backstory and we're excited to share it with other people. That's again, you know, building that community and relationship that we love. We love play and, you know, we can never stop learning. You know, we do have the, you know, the benefit of wisdom in our experiences. And I think it becomes even more precious, the opportunity to learn how much more there is that we can still have our eyes open to. So, it's yeah. really a beautiful connecting point for all of those things. Agreed, which is, you know, why I built it that way. And I think it's really important. And what's nice is that there is information on the creators, right? It's not just 
you know, and it's not, you know, like other shopping sites, you, you might not have as much information on the individual that you're purchasing from, but you do on this site because we get to know our women and we get to know the women driven brands and we bring that information to our community because we want you to know, we want you to feel connected. We want you to know where your dollar is going and, and, and why that's important because I agree. I mean, that's the only way we can make change, right? Yes, I, I agree too. And I think it's really interesting too, you pointed out how many women in this, you know, middle space, you know, we've been at work for a very long time and we've done different work. I've done a number of different careers in the 25 years I've been working. And now this is a whole new chapter. I'm digging deeper. I'm investing more. I'm a lot more visionary in terms of what I can create. What do you think it is? Obviously, we already touched on if a woman has raised children, often they're at that point that they are, you know, stepping out on their own and creating some space. But where do you see the inspiration or drive for women to start really reinventing themselves and creating a whole new enterprise at this stage of their lives? You know, I, I think the answer is complex, meaning, yes, I think that in part as as women, especially, I, I, I hope it's changing. I hope this messaging is changing. And I, and I think it is. I think it is. But the message, I mean, if you're a Gen X or a baby boomer, the messages that we grew up with are, you know, you went from being your, your parent's daughter to somebody's, you know, significant other to somebody's mother. And, and so it's always, you're, you're always labeled as relative to something, to someone else not just you, for whatever reason, that is the way women have been socialized up until now. And I believe that there's like a combination of forces. One of them is that, you know, when you get done with your child rearing, you finally, you know, you're, you're, it's so exhausting and so overwhelming, right? When you, if you have children, and if you did decide not to have kids, good for you. That's a, a really great decision too, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's not necessarily for everyone. I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, had, I had one kid. I had him very late in life, was very intentional. And, but, but when I had him, I then gave up everything to be the best parent I could be to him, the best mom, the best parent, the best manager of his time, the best, whatever you want to call it, right? To, to help him grow into the best person he could become. Well, that takes a lot of energy and that takes a lot of selflessness and you can't really be focused on yourself because you're constantly having to think about them. So I think there's a little bit of when that all of a sudden opens up because you're not needed at that same level. But I also think there's a, there's a juxtaposition of that with our hormones that change. So one of the things that happens through this transition is that your hormones change. And, and some of those hormones that we have that are our caregiving hormones, like all that estrogen, and that stuff starts to dissipate. And I honestly believe that we care less about nurturing other people as we get older and start to realize, you know who hasn't been nurtured this entire time? And she could probably use a little TLC and a little attention? Ah, uh, me. So I think there's a lot of awakening to that idea that no one's looking out for you. 
I mean, not really. Your kids are gone. Your significant other, I'm sure, looks out for you if you have one to some degree. But at the end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves and our happiness and how we manage our stress and what we're what we what we want to do in life and how much we're willing to wait, right? Wait for the good stuff. Mm-mm. The good stuff is now because you there is no later for the good stuff. Who knows, right? So that was a really long answer to to but but I think it's it's complex, right? I mean I I think it's twofold and I and I love the fact that we get that opportunity. And here's the great part is Susie, we get a lot longer healthy lifespan now than, than say our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers. So we have more opportunity to really use this time for that reinvention, for that awakening, for that what's next and, and you know what else do I want out of this world and out of my life? And, and we have plenty of time to get it done. So yeah, that's, that's my opinion anyway. Oh, I love it. I think you really landed on some really fascinating points in that. So thank you for diving into that. First of all, that I've never heard anyone point to that, but I think there's a lot of relevance in the shift in hormones, right? Hormonally, we're driven to care for the people in our protection. Women are the tendon befriend, you know, whereas women, or I'm sorry, men in that masculine energy tend to go out to find, to bring back, to provide traditionally, right? We are bigger than the roles that we've been assigned. And as you said too, the way that we've been raised was to fulfill roles for other people, to make it easy to you know, facilitate for others, for partners, for children. And once those have been relieved, everybody's fine. It finally gets to be our turn. I'm definitely advocating. We get to turn those tables much younger and empower ourselves But if this is the first time you've had a chance to sit still for a minute and say, hey, who is looking out for me? And what do I want to be? Then seize this moment, you know, don't try to fill that in with, oh, maybe I should go serve again. Maybe I should go do something for someone else. I'm really good at that. I have fallen back to that pattern a couple of times. Entrepreneurship is hard. I'm really good at doing good work for other people. (laughs) But if I could do anything with my time and my energy, what would that be? And just opening up that potential, I think is extraordinary. Like you said, we want to be here for a long time. So what would we love to do every day? And how can we bring that inspiration back? So thank you. I love that answer. If people are, if women are in this space where, you know, they're contemplating a new enterprise, doing something that's totally new and different and radical and I know sometimes the inner circle isn't always the best place to go for cheerleading, right? People tend to protect us and say, oh, I don't know if you really want to get into that. Do you have any words of advice for people who are looking to step into something different and starting to feel a little overwhelmed or maybe that's not for me? Well, yeah, I mean, so it, it, can, go, it can go either way, right? I mean, because part of, I think, figuring out what you might want to do next or if something I mean if something's clear to you if something's been sitting in your gut for years and you've been just waiting for that opportunity well of course then you're you're good to go right you're one of the lucky ones but if but if that's not your situation and you're kind of empty-handed right now like you're like okay the, the emptiness the whatever the I've gone through a menopause transition but what do I do what's next you know, here's the deal. Like, it, start exploring. 
you have the biggest wealth of information at our fingertips. We have this thing right here that is like the Britannica encyclopedia like that we walk around with. Use it for something other than watching a cat video, right? I mean, like, there are just start to explore different things that might be interesting to you and let yourself go down those paths a little bit. And it's okay, though, if you go down the path and say, you know what? This isn't for me. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going back and, and just trying something else. But if we don't begin anything, nothing gets done. And I'm a big, I'm a big go before you're ready person. And I'm a big, you know, just, just start it. And there have been plenty of things that I have begun, even under the umbrella of cool life that a few weeks into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't a good fit. And I've, I've aborted the mission because it wasn't a good fit, but I didn't know until I started to explore. And the, the biggest, I think, the biggest advantage anyone could have at the stage in life and the biggest asset or tool is curiosity. Mm. If, if we stay curious, seriously curious, you're going to find it. You're going to, it's going to come to you. I really love that. Thank you for that. Because you also bring to my mind this tendency that I see in people in, you know, we get in the habit of being busy. And so as soon as we're not busy, we feel like we have to fill that vacuum, you know, okay, now what, what am I going to be? Who am I if I'm not something in the world? And so rather than thinking we have to dive headlong into something so that we have something to label ourselves as giving, giving allowance to that space, that opportunity, I, I'm with you on curiosity, 110%. I think that's one of the best superpowers is to just, you know, sit with something and wonder about things and look at them from different angles and perspectives and try it on. Don't be afraid to wade into something and say, nope, that wasn't as delicious as I thought it would be. That's for somebody else. I'm going to try out something else. So I love that um, permission to try out different things and really create opportunities for exploration. I think there's so much benefit in that. And it just helps us be richer. Well, I also think that there's, here's an advantage, here's sort of where women and men too, but we're just, I'm focused on women for, and it's not that I don't love men. I love men, but I, I had to pick a, I had to pick a niche and I'm a woman and that's what I picked. But one of the things that I, that is interesting is that by this time in life, if you're standing, if you're alive, if you're thriving, you know that you can't be defeated, that you can't be broken. So. So try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? So you, you, you fail at that particular thing. It doesn't make you a failure. We know that now that none of these incidences of failure has anything to do with you as an individual being a failure. And honestly, if you're not failing, then you're not really using the curiosity superpower. Because <laughs> I, I fail all day long. I mean, all day long, right? Because I try something new and I'm like, well, that, that blew up or, oh, look, that one worked. <laughs> you know? But we're, we, we might fall, we might get injured, we might, you know, our egos might get bruised, we might get embarrassed, but it's all learning and we get to come back even stronger because of it. So why not try something new? I mean, what, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's not that bad, right? It just isn't. And that's one of the perks. Like, I think when you're in your 20s, I, I remember being in my 20s 
And I was way more fearful about what if I make the wrong move? What if I get the wrong job? What if I pick the wrong boy? What if I, you know, what if I live in the wrong place? What, you know, all of these, what if, if I, what if I check the wrong box, right? What does that mean? Whatever, redecide. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, make a different decision. You're going to be fine. Oh. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that. Permission granted. Try, you know, if at first you don't succeed, we don't know until we try. That was going through my mind as you were speaking to. We really and I, don't and I know. Don't, and I don't know a lot of people who succeed on their first try. Like, what is that? Who does that? Like, who succeeds on their first try? Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't think that's even possible, right? I mean, you certainly didn't succeed walking on your first try when you were a baby, right? I mean, that's what that diaper was for. So you, when you fell down, you had a bit of a cushion. So, and, and some of us in midlife have a little more cushion. So even if you fall down, you're just going to bounce back up. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the stories come from, really. The best stories don't always come from that, you know, blazing success. <laughs> Oh, actually, none of the good stories really come. Nobody wants to hear those stories. They want to hear the stories about like, you know, and you're right. Those are the best stories. And they also are the best learnings, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, truly. One question that I have for you, since um, here on the show, we like to help people well, everyone defines balance differently. I define it as a constantly moving target, not a destination. So not everybody embraces that term, but how do you um, keep yourself centered with all that you create and everyone that you're engaged with? What do you do for yourself to fill your own cup? Do you have any tips that you like to share? I, I believe in the power of moving, of physical exercise. Honestly, I... I exercise often and pretty rigor and, and, and I'm very loyal. I've been, I've been exercising since I was a teenager and I have one machine. And if this machine isn't working or if this machine isn't, you know, reliable, then everything that I want, everything that's in here, everything that's in here, I can't make it happen. If, I'm in pain or if I'm broken. So one of the things that I really believe in, and, and it's never too late to start, never, is to find a way to, to treat your machine and take care of your machine because we need it. And that's all about me. That is about no one else. That is not about being a mother. That is not about being an entrepreneur. That is not about being a partner. It's not about being a pet owner. It's or a friend, or a sister, it is the most selfish thing you can do. And I believe it's one of the most important things you can do. Because honestly, if your machine isn't functional, then you can't be a good mom, or a good pet owner, or a good sister. And so that that's honestly one of the things that I really focus on. And then the other thing that I do that I am, a couple of other things that I just really fill my cup is travel because that also fills that fulfills my curiosity bucket a lot because new cultures uh new environments new people new ways of doing things those challenges keep me sharp and interested and i so i love traveling and and live entertainment theater theater i could sit i could sit in a dark theater 
probably all day long and just it and watch the performances on stage and just well I, I recently I did I, I went to a, a Broadway show in December and I sat in the audience by myself and there was this one particular scene that I found so moving that I literally I, I had a mask on I was just crying into my mask all by myself <laughs> I wasn't sad I was brimming and fulfilled and just about to explode with with good emotion and and finding those things for yourself and letting yourself have them letting yourself have them I think are are keys and I'm with you balance what the heck is that (laughs) balance is I take care of what's on fire (laughs) right and sometimes at the end of the day other stuff just didn't get taken care of and it's too bad it's gonna have to wait Cause it wasn't on fire. So. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Every day is unto itself. And as a, as a former theater artist, I, I feel you, I'm glad at this stage of the game, we're coming back to these shared experiences, but yeah. just like travel, having these experiences, connecting with other people, you would never be connected with otherwise just really brings us back to our humanity and puts things in perspective in such an extraordinary way. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So glad to see those opportunities coming back available to us. Oh, me too. I missed, you know, the, the while I, I mean, I didn't mind the pandemic. I did really well in the pandemic. It turns out I'm more of an introvert than I originally thought I was. And <laughs> then the pandemic allowed me to not do all the things that I didn't want to do, but without having to make an excuse. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I kind of miss that, right? Because now I'm getting invited to all these things and I'm like, crud, I can't, I can't, I can't pull the COVID card. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. It has been an opportunity, I hope, for that kind of self-exploration where we can have that chance to get in touch with what serves us and what doesn't. And we don't have to feel like we have to drop right back into business as usual. (laughs) <laughs> as we well, I, I, I refuse actually to drop back into business as, as usual. I, I'm not throwing away two and a half years of, of being hit over the head with a two by four and the realization, and I did do a lot of soul searching. And I, 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 and I also, you may or may not know this, but I had a skydiving accident in August where I broke three vertebrae in my back and then ended up having to be lying down for almost three months. And yes, I mean, I, my partner was really good and took care of me. But at the end of the day, I spent a fair amount of time, most of the time, by myself without without being able to move. That gives you a lot of time to think about, okay, who am I? Where am I going? Where have I been? Do I want to still be there? You know, and it, it, so it just, it afforded me that opportunity. And I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not tempting the universe again because, I, oh, she didn't get the message. Let's see what else we can do to her. No, universe, I got the message loud and clear. Let's, you know, let's leave me be for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to carpe the heck out of this DM. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You don't realize how bad it is until you're literally... I was literally just lying down for almost three months. It was, it was challenging, very challenging. Yeah. Not an easy journey. No, I didn't have any idea. And thank you for that because, um, it is one of those things we we don't need those lessons on repeat. So, you know, 
if you have that opportunity for introspection, it's such a powerful one and a good way to look at it rather than the alternative, right? At being restricted, at being limited at everything that you had taken away from you instead as an opportunity for some real deep soul searching, which, yeah. We well, it wasn't just that. that. It was also, and not just that, but I learned so much about my relationship. So while I, while I wouldn't go back in time and say, sign me up for that skydiving accident, I look at that time with a lot of gratitude because it, it really showcased, you know, it, it helped me see the value of my relationships, how important they are and who showed up for me. And, you know, just gave me that, that, that it put everything on stop, right? It stopped everything. And it really allowed me to just be quiet and sit with myself and, and start to think about, well, what is really important? What, what do I want to do? What, and, and to realize that we are really fragile, right? I mean, you never know. You never know. All it takes to not be here anymore is to be here, right? I mean, it literally can happen that way. And so it, it helped me really kind of make a commitment to myself that I'm not waiting anymore for anything. I'm doing it now. And I know that that sounds almost ridiculous. Like, of course, there are constraints to life, right? There's, there's time constraints, money constraints, uh, physical constraints. I mean, I'm not telling you I don't have constraints. I have plenty of constraints. But within the confounds of those constraints, I have a lot of opportunities. You just have to be able to see them. And I'm not going to wait around anymore. I'm seeing them now. Mm, I think that's such a powerful reminder. Thank you for that. In, in seizing the opportunities that are available and not taking for granted, oh, I'll do that tomorrow, I'll do that next week. You know, life serves up reminders that I like to say we are highly improbable and miraculous beings. You know, you weren't expecting at the beginning of your business enterprise to for your partner to get sick and pass away so quickly. And, um, and then we fall into this pattern of thinking that we are somehow indestructible, that we can bank on next week and next month. And so those relationships and how people do show up, who does show up for us and how we show up for others, that's such an important reminder too. Powerful. It, it really is because nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, all the more reason to and make it, the most of these days. <laughs> yeah, well, in some ways, knowing that and like being okay with that is so freeing. Right, right. Going back to being bold in the choices that we make, even if there's potential of failure, because, you know, who are we really doing a disservice to if we don't try it? That's ourselves. Basically, that's it. The only person you're disappointing and the only person you're potentially, you know, leaving out of the fray of excitement and in the race or whatever it is, you know, the life, you know, live it because you don't, we don't, we get to live it till we stop living it. So every opportunity is something that is so precious and we shouldn't take it for granted. True. And that's easier said than done. I totally get it. And I can't say that I don't take stuff for granted because <laughs> I do because I'm a human and I'm not some weirdo. I mean, I am a weirdo, but not some weirdo in that way. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for your insights. I'm, I really love this conversation and some real pearls of wisdom have, have 
come up through this. Let people know where they can connect with you, find you online. We'll have links in the show notes, but in case they're listening, where can they learn more and hear more from you? I love your own articles there on your website, Jack Smack. Yes, I do write a weekly essay called Jack Smack, which, you know, who knows what I'm writing about. It's just whatever, whatever pops into my head that week. But I can be found on Cool Life, which is spelled a little weirdly, but it's K-U-E-L, life, L-I-F-E dot com. And K-U-E-L is just a, a word that's a synonym for cool, C-O-O-L, that I found on the Urban Dictionary. And I thought, oh, I always want to live a cool life for the rest of my life. So I, that's why I called it Cool Life. So if you go out there, you'll see all of the global thought leaders and what they're writing about. If you are, and here's the here's interesting part, Susie, half of our audience are below 45, which means to me, they're curious about what's coming. And I feel really good about that because we have really great infor, information that is accurate, on point, empowering, kind. I mean, it, it, it's not scary. The aging, it. Trust me, if you go out there, you will look forward to the second season of life or the second act of life, because I'll tell you, it's it's far better than the first one, than the first act. I really love that. I think that does point to great things that instead of feeling like the talk, the, the clock is ticking and, you know, what do I really have to look forward to that starting at a younger age, we are recognizing that there's so much more life to live, that the opportunities only get bigger and better and what can be in store for us. So that's really terrific. I love that about your audience and cheers to generations of empowered women. That's terrific. Hey, cheers to that. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> Marvelous. Thank you so much for being with me today, for saving this space and for sharing your inspiration with the world. I'm excited to follow along, to stay engaged with the community. So glad that we were brought together. Thank you. Oh, Susie, I'm so glad I got to meet you. And thank you for inviting me and taking the time. And I, I look forward to future interactions. Terrific. Take good care of yourself. Talk soon. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends keep on shining.